Da, 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 that's da, number da, da, wang <laughs> that's number wang rotate the board let's rotate the board <laughs> number wank it's number wang fuck <laughs> welcome everybody this is episode number 30 hey we made it oh it's 30 yeah it's 30, wow baby yeah, look at that. you ever take a shit so bad you have to light a candle God no. damn it! Why <laughs> oh. do you have to ruin every nice thing? No, no, no. I have taken a shit so bad, and I think many people have, where I've had to take my shirt off. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Is that not something you've done? I have definitely do. That. No, I I just take all my shits with my. shirt I did that off. this weekend, dude. Oh yeah. What was what was the occasion? I was just very sick this weekend, and uh, I, had to, I, I went. I had to go to Vancouver Island, and then I came back, and I came back, and I was just a wreck when I got home. It's not a not a good time mm. yeah no, mm. not not fun not fun had a bunch of fever dreams not oh, a good no. time fan, fan man fun. totally met like like <laughs> oh fan man fucked you fan me found me in my sleep oh, right. no. oh man and oh, i was no. just on the toilet sleeping with my shirt off right and he's just... <laughs> like is this your dad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fan man was lying by your side <laughs> when he woke up oh, man. how was the trip though uh, it was good. It was good. I, I went and see, saw a friend of mine who uh, is now living on like an apple orchard. Uh, That's very, nice. Very cool. yeah, Interesting. Um, yeah, and and is working as a brewmaster at a brewery. Oh, I uh, think I think you've spoken of yeah, this yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. So he's making beer now, and he's very successful. Hey, and, hey, uh, bro, is your friend Isaac Newton? Because what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> lives on an apple orchard? Get I'm, out of here. I'm surprised he doesn't make like uh, apple cider or something. Oh, well, uh, two of the some of the people who came ended up. Get taking a barrel of apples with them and they were two people who live on a boat and they're going to make apple cider while they sail around like Vancouver Island on their boat making apple cider and then they're going to surf into Fino. Oh cool, so you know Isaac Newton and Magellan? Yeah. <laughs> How many hipsters do you know, man? Uh, these guys are the coolest people I've ever... I've, I've seen this guy who owns the boat I, I, I've seen him, or I've known him for about like four, four or five years and I've only met him in person like maybe 10 12 times and each time it's at some like trip somewhere else that i'm spending an extended amount of time with him and his life is always 100 percent different than it was before um <laughs> he's a crazy dude uh but yeah lives on a 36 foot boat that he bought himself oh, wow. uh and is now going to spend the next few months in tofino surfing oh, <laughs> while finishing his master's thesis on biotechnology and like uh computational engineering wow what was he doing before that uh he was finishing his degree his bachelor's degree in biotechnology and that but also living in australia uh and like just bumming around from town to town and then he like sailed around um like north america for a while so there's a common theme here yeah oh and then he lived in like idaho for a while usually on boats usually working towards a biotech degree yeah something like that but like he was he was somewhere in the states before and actually the guy he came up with this time was from that place the yard that he slept in he there was just this dude uh and he was like yeah you can just come to canada with me and he came along and this guy was super cool as well and his plan was to bike ride down the west coast of canada uh and also america and i was like oh bleep that out <laughs> Don't, uh, yeah his name i shouldn't say his name but uh uh yeah that that other... give, give him a fake nickname 
uh, Duger. Johannes. Okay. <laughs> Johannes. And I was like, Johannes, even your friends are the coolest guys alive. <laughs> I wish you luck on your journey, on your bike riding journey. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was Pilgrimage. my weekend, and I was just sick the whole time, and just like mm-hmm. hanging out, and I was like, everyone's drinking beer, I should drink beer. Did not help the sickness. Oh. <laughs> That's when the shirt came off. That's when the, no, the shirt came off when I got home. I held it together while okay. I was out there, but uh, but yeah. Uh, Does it get oily when you drink? Uh, the shit. <laughs> no, I don't check. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you I, guys are obviously not in the right state of mind. Yeah, I'm not in an analytical mood when I'm drunk shitting. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I don't I'm, get analytical I'm, with my stool. Yeah. I, just, I mean, it's in the uh, name, guys. Anal. Yes. <laughs> Come on. How well, with that. <laughs> just look at it. I mean, come on. How was your weekend, Sandy? Well, it was good. Also, the past like three weeks. Oh yeah. I guess oh yeah. That as well. I yeah. We'll we'll start with you for it's the been past a little three while. Weeks. It was yeah. all right. Uh, I, I. It was all right. It was all right. Yeah. Let's just let's put it there. Oh okay. Yeah. How about you, Matt? Yeah. It was. Uh, it was good. Uh, this weekend. Uh, aside from going to a few. Uh, events was pretty low key, uh, mm-hmm. and just was trying to get this. Hey, new video out! Yeah, 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 yeah. it's very good. Thank I you. Really dig it. Yeah. Uh, more uh, uh, feedback from Logan. Thank you again. Logan has barely, <laughs> but it's but it, it helped. Like it, you definitely. The conclusion of that video was far better. Uh, yeah, yeah. Based I, on your feedback, and yeah, I think I'm I'm glad I'm really happy with the changes you made to it. I think I think it really made it Excellent. way stronger. Yes. So. Full full disclosure. Logan has been providing feedback for the script uh, so it's, of it's these videos like 80 percent me 20 percent. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> matt, um, matt sends me literally three sentences and then i write the rest of it it's, it's, it's a prompt it's, a, it's, it's really a prompt yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're, you're really the the ghostwriter behind this yeah game. exactly matt, matt gets all the glory i just want to live in the shadows it's cool <laughs> matt's the steve jobs of the operation yeah i'm the wasniak yeah <laughs> you can't see it because this is audio but i'm wearing a black turtleneck sweater right now mm-hmm. And I'm also bald. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I shaved it all off. All of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm very happy with how the video turned out, though. Uh, it was originally just meant to be a uh, not a throwaway video because I never want to put out a video that is just uh, like half-assed. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want every video to be as good as I can make it. But this was basically a gap video, mm-hmm. or was meant to be one uh, until I work on the next two that are coming up that I was like really focused on on getting finished. And then it just slowly grew into something better, which was which was really nice. I was originally only going to write about the long dark, mm. uh, and then as I I wrote more, I, I slowly realized uh, it would probably be more worth my time uh, uh, to compare this to another game that I've I've happened to touch recently, which mm. is Don't Starve. Um, and yeah, just yeah, it gradually got better. I was originally going to make the video about something completely different. Uh, which was comedy via game mechanics, mm. and I'm not sure if I will make that video now. Yeah, that's that's a really rough. <laughs> it it was topic to it's make it's own. interesting. Yeah, and I thought it would make for a good video, and then I got about a third of the way done writing the script and realized yeah. it was not. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I, what, I, what were you pulling from for that? Like several different like games, Psychonauts. I'm assuming. Well, would be one. I had two problems. One is that I didn't have enough meaningful things to say yeah and second was that i thought i was spreading myself too thinly with the examples i was using okay. they they okay. didn't seem it seemed surface level yeah it would have it would have been more worth my time to for example do a, a deep dive into a game like jazz punk 
Yeah, yeah, I'd say that there uh, there are less than like ten games ever made that actually <laughs> that actually move comedy effectively into their mechanics. Yeah, right? the, I'd say Jazz Punk's definitely one of them. But like, the examples I was because it was it was going to be structured very similar to the last one, the one mm-hmm. on Darkness, mm-hmm. and just the examples I was I was pulling were so uh, spread so thinly that it, it didn't seem substantial mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. content. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I didn't feel I didn't feel qualified to write about a game like Jazz Punk. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I decided to, to scrap it and I don't think I'll ever go back to it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but, but I think it's a, it's an interesting idea worth exploring, but definitely it's just really hard. Like, honestly, yeah. even, even the people who are really good at comedy games talk about how hard it is to make comedy games. Like half of what Tim Schafer talks about is like writing comedy games is so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and making comedy games is incredibly difficult. Like. Yeah. I mean, comedy is just difficult in general, and the yeah. thing about games is that it's it's a very young medium, and most examples of comedy that you, that you find in games are just the writing is humorous. It's, mm-hmm. it's the script, mm-hmm. or it's it's visual humor. It, yeah. it doesn't really have anything to do with the actual mechanics or systems. Yeah, I think a big part of comedy is timing, and if you give the player mm-hmm. control of the timing, the comedy is ruined. Right, yeah, and that's yeah. why having comedy mechanics it's in the hand of the so, player. If exactly. the player's funny, they're going to do something. Exactly. Funny. Yeah, 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 and that's why you've got like games like Skyrim or games like PUBG and stuff that yeah. create funny moments because the players mm-hmm. create funny moments, mm-hmm. but they're not yeah. funny games. Yeah, they're not. They're not meant <laughs> yeah. to be funny, but mm-hmm. uh, or Battlefield. Uh, yeah, stuff is, like is another good example. Sandbox is a shit blown yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, or when like the rag, you know, the player ragdoll, yeah, and freaks yeah. out for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's unintentional humor. Spider-Man Two had the best ragdoll physics. You could just whip people around. It was the funniest thing. The new Spider-Man came out. Yeah, it's getting. It's or, out. Yeah, it just no. Came it's out. no. It came out on the seventh. The reviews are up. Yeah, the reviews comes out on the seventh. Reviews are incredibly okay. strong. People are really yeah. like it. I haven't yeah. seen a single review. I don't want to know anything. Well, I can tell you they're all really good. People well, love it. Yeah, I knew yeah, that. Yeah. I was finding people to be pretty divisive on on that game. Well, there was the uh, puddle a, controversy recently. Yeah, I love the puddle controversy. <laughs> Wait, what was that? So, uh, do you want to talk? Well, about the puddle the, controversy. Yeah, say so, so. They showed a demo where they had a puddle in one of the Wilson Fisk levels where you were beating up, like you were defending Wilson Fisk's workers. I, I, I'm not going to go into the lore of it. Whatever, it's one of the villains, his workers. You were defending them from a, a more egregious villain. Uh, and on the construction site, there was a big puddle in the first demo ever they showed of the combat. And then in a subsequent demo or the open world gameplay of it, the puddle wasn't there and it was sunnier. So it could only motherfuckers. So they were like, this is fucking bullshit. This is you making the game look worse in false advertising. And yeah. Started just it's just a it. smaller puddle. But then, yeah. And then the developer responded on Twitter saying, we assure you. We didn't. We reduced it just not because of performance reasons. We assure you, there are tons of puddles elsewhere yeah. in the game. <laughs> I can assure you, our puddle, our procedural procedural puddle, puddle technology. Yeah. We've always said we have unmatched. the best puddles. The best puddles. We have the best puddles, yeah. folks. They're huge. That's They're huge. That's exactly yeah. what I expect yeah. of the gaming community at large. <laughs> yeah, I was really happy with the response to that because, like, the developer community immediately like fought back against yeah. that like horrible consumer ideology yeah. of like you're making the game look bad. Yeah, oh, and you could tell it was sunnier on the second instance. Yeah, yeah. so it's just the weather was different. Yeah, so and minor minor mechanical puddle. reasoning behind that now is that apparently the game has a day night cycle, but it's not continuous. Yeah, it's just the game the game's date like. 
time of day changes as the story progresses yeah. and okay. it'll permanently stay in that state until you pr- progress mm-hmm. the story that makes sense which is super cool i really yeah. like that that was the case with uh, spider-man 2 even oh three. really yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah i never played spider-man 2 so yeah. i've only heard excellent things about it yeah, um, well the game itself is kind of terrible the only fun thing is the swinging the swinging yeah, yeah. um the combat's funny too. So yeah, speaking yeah, of yeah, the yeah, humor, yeah. bringing it the all back. Dolls, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I now really want to pick up Spider-Man as well. It sucks because I also want to pick up God of War, and there's just all these fucking eighty-dollar yeah. games that I want to play. I just started playing Metal Gear Solid Five. Hey, oh, yeah. it's so good. Because, it's so good because I needed a stealth game to play. Yes, uh, and I was kind of growing tired of Hitman, even though I haven't completed the first one. Mm. I was like, okay, I, I mean, there's not much you can do here. There's so much more you can do with Metal Gear Solid Five, and I play it all stealth. I just every time I pick a mission, I want to go at night, mm-hmm. and every time I'm turning on my night vision, mm-hmm. and then it has the same sound as Splinter Cell, which is my, as you know, my favorite indie game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, it turns on, and then I do recon. It's so good, mm-hmm. and then I I haven't gotten too far in the game because I just want to keep replaying the missions and getting better ratings, mm-hmm. and I think. That's going to be... I, I definitely wouldn't rush through it. Yeah, yeah. I want to take my time with it. It's your new video game it's, session. It's my it's my fa- <laughs> new favorite indie game. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Hideo. <laughs> I'm happy you picked it up because I figured you would like it a lot. I mean, you played Ground Zeroes. Yeah, I did. I played the shit out of Ground Zeroes, but I, I didn't get any better at it because I was like, there wasn't... There weren't as many options of approaching the mission as there are in MGS5, obviously, because it was just a tiny little island in Ground Zeroes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is so good. I'm late to the, I know I'm late to the party, but this is so good. Better late than never. Well, it is a super cool game. Yeah. It's, it's great. And like, I I wanted to bring it to the discussion of the humor, humor and games type kind of thing, because I saw a video on Game Maker's Toolkit where they were talking about systemic games. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the funny games are where it it is the the player's sense of humor and play mm-hmm. so the the other example is breath of the wild you can just summon a bunch of chickens by just hitting one mm-hmm. and that's funny mm-hmm. and you can have you know wild animals interacting with uh other you know en- enemies and far cry 5 was another example in that video mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so a lot of that happens in mgs5 too like i spawned close to a bear uh <laughs> after having failed a mission mm-hmm. and then that bear gave me a good chase, even though I gave it a bunch of you know sleeping darts. Mm. It wouldn't, die, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go to sleep, There's and that was big, funny. Yeah, I think MGS Five is an interesting example of humorous game design in that some of its mechanics are very humorous. Like yeah, the balloon, like picking people up, the, right? The, the or, cardboard box, or the, yeah, the cardboard oh, box, yeah. the the like decoy blow up. Exactly, character. like uh-huh. all of these are very. Very humorous, very Japanese ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and I think those those are actual humorous game, game design mechanics, mm-hmm. right? But those are really hard to find elsewhere. Right? Yeah. Like, people usually kind of drop the ball when it comes around to that, right? You've got games like, uh, I think a game that tried to be really funny, but then ended up kind of falling flat was like Bulletstorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bulletstorm was this game where it was just, it was just a really violent arcade shooter, yeah. but with a bunch of jokes thrown in. But it's like, that doesn't mean it's like a funny game. Yeah. Like moment-to-moment gameplay wasn't funny it was the cutscenes mm-hmm. that were yeah. i think it's the same kind of thing where it was probably a challenge for the doom team to make the game feel more visceral like with yeah. the with the kills and everything mm-hmm. um that involves a lot of you know the, the animations and everything yeah uh and then that could be 
I guess that's a place in the gameplay where you could put humor instead of the violence there. And they're doing that in the new Doom, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, like Doom Eternal had that that kill that was like, they just yeah. smashed the dude's head into the... Thing. And yeah, yeah he like, has no neck. Yeah. fucking hilarious. That was so funny. Right? Yeah. So, yeah so. I'm glad they're leaning on that. I think Doom Eternal will be really interesting based on the, the kind of angle they're taking with it. Yeah, yeah. I also love the new things they're adding for mobility. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems mm-hmm. like they're iterating in a good direction, like that that meat hook. Yeah, they oh, say. yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really cool. cool. Yeah, uh, that, that's attached to the shotgun or yes. something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Really, it seems like a really good fit. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. that that team is going to start doing really cool stuff with that game. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm really excited yeah. for it. And I think Doom benefits from not trying to be this realistic thing. Oh, absolutely. Or like yeah. a sim. And I think uh, even though MGS5 is in all other aspects pretty realistic. Mm-hmm the fact that they know hey it's just a video game yeah we can put funny things in it yeah. and they don't take themselves too seriously and i think that that takes way more maturity than trying to be like oh we need to make a serious game you mm-hmm. know well i think that's so funny with hideo kojima's games especially is that they usually also take themselves incredibly seriously mm-hmm. while also I, yeah. totally shitty all over themselves i think i think <laughs> they don't really take themselves too seriously they just very they're just very uh they very they adhere very religiously to their internal logic mm. rather than taking themselves too seriously. Because uh, I think taking them so, uh, something, taking yourself too seriously is something that you project mm. out, outwards. Mm. And they definitely don't do that because, right. you know, there's a baby in Norman Reedus yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. throwing a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the fact that that makes sense in the world is the funny, mm. is where the funny comes from. Mm. Mm. So the internal logic of it is designed in a way that it looks it's still works in the game and it's taking itself seriously in the game mm-hmm. but to us and to the developers even they know it's funny and it's supposed to be funny mm-hmm. i can yeah. i can see i can see that yeah it, it's kind of a hard distinction to make yeah it's um yeah i th- i think there is some humor to be found in just how ludicrous the metal gear timeline is mm-hmm. and when you really <laughs> It's it is funny when you try very hard to take it seriously and yeah. try to make sense <laughs> of everything. Which yeah, it's just like you can yeah. tell. Like he, like especially in four, mm. like he didn't know what he was doing. He like he didn't want to make a fourth game. He didn't <laughs> yeah. want to make a third game. Yeah, he was just like. It's funny how he really didn't want to make a third <laughs> game, but it's probably the best in the series. <laughs> yeah, I think I. I mean, I, I I have only played five. I've seen full playthroughs of of every single other mm-hmm. one. Mm. But, um, yeah, one, one is really good. Like I played through one yeah. when it first released on the PS one. And even then I, it was like an excellent game. Uh, there are just some really novel things that it does. I still like think back fondly on the, like using your cigarette smoke to see the, the laser beams. Yeah. Right. Like right. a really great kind of like pulpy action movie garbage mm-hmm. that like was perfectly change to game mechanics yeah, in yeah. this like moment of discovery as well mm-hmm. so good yeah oh, man uh and really, i played a bit yeah. of three but i didn't i didn't play it all the way through i mean everybody talks about the psycho mantis fight yeah mm-hmm. like, like all those things are great as well and also the uh like how do i contact meryl it's like well it's on the back of the box snake just look on the back of the box and then <laughs> yeah. you look there and then there's like a yeah. fucking yeah. thing with meryl it's great um like it doesn't make any fucking sense no, at all but it's, it's great <laughs> oh man uh yeah, I think it was the the perfect transfer from pulp action into gameplay. Uh, yeah, they did a really really good job with it. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's what I played. Any any other games played this week by the you two gentlemen? Matt, go Matt ahead. is waving his hand. Go in, ahead, in Matt. An audio Matthew, program. yes, you. 
I, I played a couple games. Uh, so one of the other things I did this weekend uh, and the last couple weekends is I have started a new D&D campaign. Whoa. As, as a player, not the DM. Kick oh. ass. How big's the group? Uh, pretty small. There's only three players. Sick. That's awesome. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's... Uh, so I have minimal D&D experience. You guys know that. Mm. Um, and then the other two party members have no experience. Hey, that's awesome, actually. That's uh, and it's, yeah, no, it's it's good. Uh, the DM also, this is uh, her first time ever being a DM. Um, Do we know the DM? No. Okay. Uh, cool. you, you wouldn't, but uh, yeah, so there's a lot of learning happening. So things are kind of slow right now. Everybody's just getting used to it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she's she's doing a good job so Did far. Did you start in a tavern? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Hell classic yeah. good shit. The classic campaign <laughs> start. Yeah, it's been fun so far. Um, awesome. Only a few sessions in, and uh, this time, it, it's it's really interesting. So this time, uh, I went a lot more in depth with my character's backstory. I'm a uh, I'm a monk, okay, monster mm-hmm. hunter. Ooh. Oh wait, are you doing like extended stuff then, or is that a subclass N- of a monk? No. Uh, okay. it's just it's mainly for thematic and, okay. and story cool, purposes. Cool, cool. So there it's are... not like mechanically oriented no, no. or something. Cool. I, I just have all the the perks and, and abilities that come with being a monk. Cool. Um, and yeah, I I wrote a, an actual backstory for my character, nice. and I I've been trying. Uh, last session, everybody was was kind of uh, two of our members were sick, and and we were both very tired right. from the previous day, so there wasn't a whole lot of role playing happening. But mm-hmm. aside from that, I have tried to do. A lot more role playing uh, cool. than than the campaign we did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and also the campaign we did. I I, I think I structured it poorly to not allow as much role playing as there should have been. Um, um, I, I think there's there's problems on both sides there. But yeah, I can I can see that it was a really cool campaign though. Yeah, I yeah. think I, I structured it a bit too heavily. I think I, I think I I don't know. I was a bit too, too I can, ambitious. I can I can see that. I mean, it was very ambitious. No. Um, but I did really like uh, the themes and the general flow of your campaign, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 still kind of bummed out that we we didn't get to see it through, and I don't. It doesn't seem like we ever will. Yeah, <laughs> at I think this that point. campaign's pretty dead. But yeah. Anyways, back to the campaign you were. So what? Where you were in a tavern? Started in a tavern. Uh, so we are met by a mysterious figure who takes us to the back of the tavern oh, uh, in a secret little room oh, with no. a single round table. I never want to be in that room. He is part of <laughs> He is part of a secret uh, clan known as the Grey Shapers. Ooh. And I'm going to get some of this That's wrong, but they have connections to the uh, royalty in this kingdom mm. uh, in the sense that they aren't they don't have direct influence over them, but uh, they kind of I, they seem to play some sort of role in influencing who is, for example, who becomes the next king, mm. uh, who has power uh, in the various offices, I suppose. Oh. And it's the Bilderberg group. Yes. And right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this mysterious uh, figure has informed us that uh, the current king, who who uh, I've forgotten his name because I'm bad with names, and there's a lot of names. King McKinnerson. King McKinnerson, yeah. uh, who started as a child king, I believe, and has been king for 15-ish years or something, okay. yeah. is known throughout the kingdom as being a lazy king. And he's uh-huh. about to be superseded uh, by well, somebody else uh, who's an outsider to the kingdom Ooh. and has connections to this other uh, group uh, that is known for wanting to cause chaos and just mm-hmm. general 
Yeah, just mischief, general, mischief and yeah. chaos yeah. In, in this land. A bunch of ratty kids. Going yeah. yeah, and yeah. and basically the idea is, look, uh, not everybody's very fond of this king, but it is the lesser of two evils, mm. and there are spies. Our my my organization and our men uh, have have discovered that uh, there there are spies that have infiltrated nobility, uh, and they are they plan to overthrow the king and. and supersede them right uh and that would be bad apparently so we have to stop that from happening this is a this is a lot to ask of a bunch of level ones hanging out yep (laughs) we have have a dwarf wizard we have me uh and then and then we have a a paladin um that's a good party that's a really strong party yeah you guys are gonna kill it yeah Yeah. it's it's going it's going okay so far uh almost died to a bar fight almost immediately after sounds like (laughs) the starting new tavern regular (laughs) shit that happens yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. seems about right um it's been it's been fun so far i won't go into too much detail other than that um uh but yeah it's, it's it's been good and uh i know anybody who's listening uh who you know has a lot of experience with D &D will say no shit when i say this but it is a lot more fun and interesting when you roleplay. Oh yeah, roleplay is huge. When you get yeah. when you do the voices and you really get into it, mm-hmm. it is huge. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I I wish I'd realized sooner and wish I had done more of in in your campaign. Uh, it's a learning experience, right? I think everyone when they're starting out, you're already trying to learn the mechanics so much that like adding on, oh, I have to keep track of a character like as a voice and as a personality in my head. It's like a lot. Right? It is. So yeah. I think getting to learn the system first is natural. And honestly, the game can be fun just playing it as a systems game as well. So mm-hmm. um, I've always found it more enjoyable as a role player, but that's because I'm I grew up as a drama kid. Right, so, yeah. Uh, and, oh, that explains so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, for for me, yeah, I'm I'm also one of those people where I I generally find more enjoyment in the story mm. side of D and D. For for me, it's more it's more interesting for me to experience uh, a good story mm. rather than to try to min max my my character and be mm. like very mm. focused on winning yeah. yeah and role-playing makes it so you end up creating these kind of stories out of nothing which exactly really, really yeah fun. Mm-hmm. Um, which i don't think really happens otherwise usually yeah. you get a lot of in jokes that happen exactly like like with the D game i'm in uh the character i made i started him out as this like lovable naive oaf and now he's slowly becoming this kind of man who's worried about every action he does because he's afraid he's being evil uh, mm. and this like slow descent into kind of like almost uh like an, a, a violent apathy where he's just he no longer cares because of all of the horrible things he's done uh and that he just doesn't question anymore and it, like the dm has now like taken that and adjusted my character like mechanics wise to fit that so now i'm a barbarian and my rage now makes me blind to the faces of those around me and there's a chance i'll just hit my allies while Hmm. i'm raging which is great yeah Uh, and makes it like way more interesting in combat when i end up going crazy um but yeah uh it's definitely very interesting when when the role play aspects then start to influence the gameplay itself mm -hmm. And when you start making unoptimal choices because of your character, that's when it starts becoming really, really good, right? Is that if you start making major decisions, not because it's the best thing to do, but because you know your character would do that. It's what your character would do. Exactly. And it's just more fun that way. It's exciting. I agree. Yeah. Um, Definitely makes the campaign more 
interesting and unpredictable sometimes. Mm-hmm. Also, sometimes more easy on the DM. The DM can like <laughs> can like anticipate what your characters are like and kind of guess mm-hmm. what they're gonna do. Uh, as yeah. long as you can make sure your players stick to their characters, it, it makes it easier for them. That that being said, it is still very funny when you know one, you don't want it to happen all the time, but once in a while, when something happens and and the DM goes. Oh fuck! Wait a minute. <laughs> Give me one second. I can assure you that's fifty percent of the time. <laughs> They're just not always letting you know. <laughs> my, my other favorite, my ever, my other favorite thing is is when a player has a plan or something they want to do that is mm. clearly a very bad idea, mm. and the DM just looks at them and goes, "You want to do that, huh?" <laughs> just goes, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always try and say, "Are you sure you want to do this plan?" Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, to, just, and most of the time they go, "Yeah." <laughs> they like don't take the warning at all. See, see, I think I, I have more of an interest now in, in eventually learning how to DM and, and run my own campaign, and I think I'm probably going to end up just being like, "Not." I'm probably not going to do that a lot of the time. I'm probably just going to say, "I think it, you get yeah, to a okay. point where you find out that total party wipes are not fun usually." Yeah. Uh, so that's why I end up giving those kind of, "Hey, you, mm. you sure you want to do this?" Right. That are like you either end up with a total party wipe or you end up having to neuter the encounter so much that it's not fun, right? So it's all about kind of keeping the fun of the of the game kind of high. Uh, yeah, and it's difficult at times. Um, but, Fair yeah. point. Maybe maybe everything's short of a party wipe. I will say okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll go look, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this plan's going that. ahead. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Let's take five for a moment. Yeah. Listen this, here, you little bitch. <laughs> this is the DM speaking now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah doing doing more dungeons and dragons which has been fun cool. uh and then i played a little adorable indie game called donut county god don't yes. tell me about it please oh fuck. okay oh man i'm sad that i didn't play it you streamed it if i recall i did live stream it it is a short game um i highly recommend you play it i'll, I'll avoid spoilers for okay, cool. if, if you want to play yeah it. i really want to play it so do play it i think you'll like it a lot um it is. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll basically sum it up and, and sum up the things you already. Mm. Mm. I, I, I know a lot about it. about it, so yeah, don't don't worry yeah. too much about spoilers. Yeah. Um. So it's basically the gameplay is is and I think most people have made this comparison. It's very similar to Katamari, uh, except instead of rolling a ball around collecting junk that gradually gets larger the more things you collect, you are controlling a uh, looks like a Looney Tunes style hole in the ground. Um, you move around and the more stuff uh, that falls into it the larger it gets and so you just have this this little uh, hole of infinite depth going around absorbing this entire town and and all the poor uh, <laughs> animals uh, yeah every, every most characters in this game are an animal mm. and yeah this is a game where you basically are an asshole and just <laughs> destroy people's property um and you uh, you control a little uh, raccoon named BK who's controlling this this hole. Uh, that's the basic premise. So the gameplay is very similar to Katamari. Uh, in terms of tone, though, I was very surprised to find that it is it reminds me a lot of Animal Crossing in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah? Just in the general tone, okay, and in the very quirky sense of humor. Um, mm. It's very. I think you'll like the writing a lot. It's very unique and 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 fun. Mm. Um, and all the animals uh, they have like. Like that little Animal Crossing yeah, style yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, there really isn't a whole lot more that I can say because it, it is really only a two-hour game. Um, but I'm I'm reminded a little bit of I was reminded a bit of Hylix when I played it, uh, although it is a far more polished 
mm. uh, game than Hilux. Well, yeah, I think uh, Ben Esposito, the guy who made it, he used to be part of uh, one of those kind of punk video game collectives. The guys who made the... Uh... The same collective that made the Sonic Dreams collection. Yes, that's it, the Sonic Dreams Yes, I was that's very surprised. Yeah. I think he also made the, the Bubsy, Bubsy 3D visits the like oh, uh, yeah. William Harbour retrospective or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bubsy visits a modern art museum. Yeah, I remember um, that one. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I think he, he also made that. But yeah, uh, I can see that kind of feeling of Hylix or that strangeness kind of coming across the Donut County, possibly. I'm thinking more, um, I wouldn't say it's as sur- it's not as surreal as Hylix. Mm. Hylix is very much a, um, it is meant to be bizarre in a lot of aspects. Mm. Um, but I just, in the, in the sense that it is a very short game, um, there isn't a ton of depth to the gameplay. Although they do do some very interesting things with the whole later on, like mm. they kind of throw in some extra mechanics that they build on in some interesting ways cool um but yeah just not a ton of depth to the puzzles and you know not a ton of depth to the story but it's all presented in a really uh adorable and, and entertaining way like the writing is is solid it's just it's just a fun game and it's like 13 dollars on the steam i recommend you pick it up much like hylix you have an, if you have an afternoon to kill and just want a really unique and and just fun experience mm. i highly recommend donut county and I'll probably put out a short review of it at some point. Sweet. I look forward to that. Because I'll probably have played the game by then. And yeah. I'll just disagree vehemently with everything. <laughs> You'll probably have written it, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I secretly ghostwritten yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> just it sends me the, the initial document. I think Donut County is good. And then I write the rest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Donut County is dot dot dot. And then you do the rest. <laughs> There is also a, I won't say what it is, but there is a point in the game that uses in, makes interesting use of light and darkness. Oh, cool. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm all about that. that and you're thanked the in the credits. The yin and the yang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I've been up to. Cool. Logan, you got any games? Uh, I've been in a sad game space uh, no. for the past few weeks. Not like, I've not been playing sad games. I've just been playing dumb. Well, not dumb games, just uninteresting games. Uh, I don't know. I've been really... Work's been really rough recently, thinking really hard about games at work. And when I come home, I don't really want to think about games anymore. Uh, so for a while, I was playing stressful games after my stressful work, and that wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. Steven Sausage Roll was getting yeah. getting pretty rough later on. Uh, but uh, instead, Ooh. I've, as a joke, I started playing old school RuneScape on my phone. And unfortunately, I've continued playing old school RuneScape. <laughs> On my telephone. Oh dear. Yes, so that's unfortunate. On oh. your fucking telephone. Oh, my fucking telephone. Touch, don't And God, RuneScape, it's just like a fucking warm blanket, I'm realizing. It's just like, <laughs> it's this nice, old, nostalgia-filled, dumb game where you mm-hmm. literally have to do nothing but tap on a thing every, like, 12 seconds to progress in the video mm-hmm. game, right? And it's just... They have this mode in it you can choose now where you can choose to be hardcore where it makes RuneScape a single player game. Hardcore. Oh, wow. like, you can never trade with anyone else. You're not allowed to buy anything from stores that was sold there by a player. Uh, you like you can only ever interact with your own making within the world. So I just mm. turn that on. I'm just a self-made man in RuneScape. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like ridiculous. It's it's it, I played around when the international was happening here in Vancouver. Uh, I would like watch the games after work and then like tap on a rock while mining iron, right? And I'd just be like, "This is nice." <laughs> yeah, this is so, yeah. yeah. After a long yeah. day at work, just need something that 
exactly. Top yeah, off. it's yeah. just fucking nothing. It's, it's such like, a, it's such a nothing video. It's like game. the chicken pot pie video game. Yeah, yeah, it's like comfort <laughs> food. yeah. It's just the comfort food of a video yeah. game. The music is just a massive <laughs> nostalgia trip for me, yeah. so I can just kind of languish in it. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been playing that, and then I've been playing a lot of Magic: The Gathering, uh, which is cool. Like I I got into Magic a few years ago, um, and I've always been kind of super into the like design aspects of it i think is a really really well designed game obviously it's been around for 20 years it has to be well designed um but uh they have magic the gathering arena which is the digital version of it kind of like hearthstone but it's full magic the gathering so you can just play drafts where you kind of build a deck off of three kind of randomly drawn packs uh and then you pick a card and pass the pack to the right and then you do that over and over you usually have to pay like 20 bucks to do that in real life uh but in this game you can just play the normal game for a while and then you can get one for free and it's like that's cool. sweet and then if you do well enough on that you can get another one for free so it's exactly like the arena and hearthstone um but it's way better um, so i've been playing a lot of magic it's been really fun to kind of again a very kind of chill game i can kind of hang out spend an hour half-heartedly making my deck from the draft and then spend the next few days actually playing that draft until it's done um but yeah other than that Pretty excited about uh, Splunky 2 got gameplay released. Mm, I didn't watch it. Oh, man, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for that video game. <laughs> um, God, I can't wait for Splunky 2, and I'm so sad that the... the, the, the mm. The trailer, the trailer ends with a slow re- reveal of the year that it's going to come out in. And you're like, the only reason they would do a slow reveal of the year is if it's going to come out soon. And yeah. then it ends, it goes two zero one, And then it ends with a 9. And I'm so mad that they said 2019. And I'm like, I don't want to have to wait a year. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Spunky 2 looks good. Uh, what else? Uh... Spider-Man, that new yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man we were talking about. Cyberpunk that good. got Cyberpunk. footage. footage released, Cyberpunk yeah. I'm getting less interested in the more they show me. Yeah, <laughs> really? <laughs> Which yeah. is really surprising. Huh. I was I'm, not expecting that. I'm not is, buying that, that game. The, that yeah. is really? No. Yeah. I'm, I might, I might end up buying it, but like everything they show me, the more and more, the more I'm like, okay, guys, huh. you're just, yeah. all right. To be fair, I did not watch much of that game. <laughs> I didn't either. I skipped around the 40 minutes. I watched all of it twice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, I, I like watched you. I watched the first like nope. ten minutes and then I was like, All right, let's see if this gets better and I skipped forward and it didn't and yeah. then I skipped forward and I was like, All right guys. Okay, so one at a time, starting with Sandy. Right. The guy doing the voiceover had a great voice. I agree. Really good voice. Really good voice. Props. I wish I had your voice. Yeah, too bad it's not gonna be in the game. <laughs> yeah. I wish that guy was voicing the male character and I could talk continuously all the time. Then I would buy the game. I hated everything the voice was saying. <laughs> like I, I yeah, yeah yeah I hated yeah. every all of the marketing yeah. shit cyberpunk this is one of the few ways you can yeah. approach this mission cyberpunk 2077 it is a mature cyberpunk Fuck game yeah. yeah yeah Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah yeah you showed a titty it's mature thanks got it yeah like <laughs> yeah so uh, <laughs> I mean I we've already had this discussion where I don't like first person games. I'm not gonna real quick. I'm not gonna complain about a little tit slip in my video game. It, right. No, it was just bare <laughs> no. ass titties, dude. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's just like that they, doesn't they make your that doesn't make your game fucking mature. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like oh, it's a yeah. mature video game, and now you're gonna go kill a cyborg that shoots laser rockets. Oh come <laughs> yeah. on, come on. I, I feel like well, having. I mean, that's that, that's not realism though. That's verisimilitude. 
yeah but like that's that's not making a mature video game like and like based on the choices that they're saying all of the choices had to do with how are you going to yeah. complete your objective right yeah it's it, like I don't it know. just felt like a very generic shooter looking mm. at it with uh just some tech stuff like auto aim bullets and stuff like that mm. where they which is already curve. done in Titanfall. Right? Yeah, like, they I just mean, curved your target, whatever. It, it was strange that they were going for a very realistic tone, and yet there were little numbers flying out of every enemy that you shoot. I mean, I knew they were going to do the little numbers, because, I mean, they made The Witcher. Right? Yeah, and plus also... Numbers. Was that in The Witcher? That's, yeah, you could turn it on in The Witcher. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah I turned it on because I'm a fucking whore for stats. <laughs> <laughs> plus also, that's that's kind of justified because you see the the main character get an eye implant, that uh-huh. has like yeah, a yeah. HUD and everything. Yeah. Okay. And like you, you, you can, AR. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. can make okay. the case okay. for the okay. fact that okay, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It, was, it just felt like uh, oh, you're saying fuck a lot, and it's just a fetch quest. Mm. And I feel I feel like mankind divided, or like I, having seen some gameplay of that game, already did some of the hey, you can either sneak through and get that thing or you can talk to the guy and get that mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. or you can shoot through and get that thing, which is like what they were trying to show. Mm. But even when I tried to, t- even when the character tried to talk to the guy to get the thing, there ended up being a firefight. So why am I, why don't I just go in guns blazing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like, this is a heavily guarded fucking hideout for these gang members. So we're just going to try to talk our way in. And then, but you have to shoot your way out. So might as well just shoot your way in, walk out. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I and a, a big thing that kind of has been rubbing up against me is just the kind of the the tone and themes of the game so far that's been revealed are like very far from what I was hoping it would be. So I think that almost all cyberpunk games, uh, like I think Human Revolution for Deus Ex and also Mankind Divided for Deus Ex dropped the ball hard on having an interesting story that yeah. was well told, mm-hmm. right? I, I think they had great like levels with great mechanics and great ways to traverse those areas. Yeah. Um, but like, especially Mankind Divided, the whole fucking mm-hmm. Augs are, yeah. are like a minority. Mm-hmm. Fucking garbage. Holy yeah. shit. Done badly and in poor taste. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's ridiculous. I tried to play through Human Revolution just so I could get ready for Cyberpunk because I have never... I don't like playing first-person games, so I'm like, mm. I'm going to force myself to play man, uh, Human Revolution mm-hmm. so that I can play Cyberpunk 2077. Right. And the, the story just did not hold me at all. It's yeah. like, Jensen, did you get the thing from the guy? And he's like, I'm, 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 I'm on my way. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, just get the thing from the guy. And he's like, okay, I never asked for this. And then he's just like, yeah. and he's just like, fucking, <laughs> I got the thing from the guy. Yeah. And he's like, okay, good, meet me here. And then you shoot some more people. Yeah, and it kind of worked in the original Deus Ex because it really was trying to not be super serious. Like, it was trying to be a game where, imagine a world where all conspiracy theories were real. Right? Yeah. And then like, so, okay, that's fucking bonkers as shit. And then the story is bonkers as shit, shit. and that's great, right? But you still have those immersive sim elements of Mm -hmm. like, oh, all these kind of cool moving parts within a level working together. Yeah. Um, But with like CD Projekt Red, I'm sure the game is going to be incredibly technically impressive. It's going to get 10 out of 10 review scores, right? It's going to be amazing. It's going to be such a good game. But I have a feeling, I was watching that game and I was like, the same thing's going to happen with me that happened with Witcher, which is where I play it for like 10 hours and I get bored. Right, where it's like, okay, this world's huge, but I'm doing the same thing in every place that I go to. And the stories are okay. Like, usually they're well-written, right? Um, And there'll be a few standouts in game storytelling, probably. But overall, there'll be so few and far between that 
I just won't be engaged. And it's just kind of one, I don't have the time for that. And, and two, like, I feel like it's been done before. <laughs> like, I feel like if I want a big open world with a bunch of little stories within it, I could just play the Witcher. And I think cyberpunk's just going to be that, but in, in a city. Right. And you can drive in this one. Like, all right. Yeah. The thing, the thing is, is really weird is I watched cyberpunk 2077 and it made me go, man, I wish someone made GTA four again. And I, I, the thing is, is that this is where I realized I'm a garbage hipster person because everyone hated GTA 4, right? And I played GTA 4 and I was like, fuck yeah, GTA 4. Make a game where the main character is like a genocidal murderer who's like really remorseful and it's super heavy handed and poorly told, but also make the entire game look like diarrhea. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, like I loved, I loved GTA 4's aesthetic. Is like, it the kind of diarrhea you light a candle after? Fuck you. <laughs> 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 it's it's funny that you say that because I remember like however many years back people were putting out E and B's for for GTA like lighting like shader oh yeah mods yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. and like taking these like yeah. drop dead gorgeous screenshots of, yeah. of Liberty City yeah uh, but yeah the vanilla game yeah I kind of looked like it was covered in diarrhea yeah, at all times of, which yeah. I loved because it made me when I walked to that city. <laughs> it felt like I hated everything, yes. right? And like, I don't I don't know if this was, I don't know if this was a, a design choice by the people who made the game, but God, I hope it was. But like, when I was walking through that game, I felt like I was Nico Bellic, mm. right? I felt like, oh wow, this world sucks. It's drained of color and everything wow. is brown. Yeah. Everything's right? brown, yeah. And then like, that was so good. And I felt, yeah. I spent so much time in that world just walking around, right? And then yeah. I booted up GTA V and everyone's fucking farting and talking about Zuckerberg and yeah. doing all this fucking garbage shit. And it's all bright and vibrant and like a fucking what carnival a strange silver right. lining to find yeah well no but that's the thing it was because it was so different i remember watching the first trailer for for gta 4 where it's nico bellic talking about how things will be different in america and it was just this like really kind of slow paced slice of life just showing kind of parts of the city living and it was just him talking about how he's like trafficked people murdered people and it was super somber and then it just ended with like gta 4 right and i was like when i first saw that I was just like, holy shit, what is this? Like, how did Grand Theft Auto 3 slash Vice City slash San Andreas, these off-the-wall crazy bonkers games, turn into this thing? It's right. it's it's because they downplayed the sandbox elements. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but the thing is, the sandbox elements were still there. Yeah. Right. And so... They were, but they clashed with this very linear story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think GTA has always been a linear story. I think people are totally wrong about that like if you look at gta 3 you had three islands you had to complete all the story missions on the first island to get to the second island and then to the third island yeah no i'm, and it I'm was the not, same structure in I'm, I'm not saying that it has always or i'm not i'm not saying that there was a time mm. when yeah the story and the gameplay meshed very well together and, mm. and were perfect and then gta 4 ruined it <laughs> uh when they tried to make it so cinematic and, yeah. and linear i'm not saying that um but I am saying that yes, they clash, and and that yeah, oh, I agree. That that, that yeah. rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. I still I still like GTA. I mean, I didn't play a ton of four, but I I finished five and and played a lot of the single player and multiplayer, and I still like it a lot. Mm. I, I had a really good time with that game. But yes, I, I think that the way that the story and, and mechanics work are are kind of awkward. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I think there's a clash between even the world and the story, right? Because the world still has a lot of that hijinks, like the radio when you turn it on is a lot of people like farting and making stupid jokes, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it made me kind of stand up and pay attention 
to GTA 4, right? And it's similar to the original Red Dead. Like, the original Red Dead made me kind of pay attention mm-hmm. halfway through because I was like, oh, this is like a real kind of Western story. It's, like, about family and about, like, understanding, right? Uh, and about, like... And about violence, but not in this like crazy over the top way a lot of the time, right? Um, but I was like, maybe you know what? Maybe it's just I just don't care about open world games anymore because I saw the Red Dead Redemption Two video as well, and I also just didn't care. Really? Like, yeah, it was just huh. a lot of just kind of oh yeah, you can fish and oh you can oh my god, my favorite thing though, holy shit, is in that trailer they go like, but not all. <laughs> You don't have to solve every problem with with your bullets. And then the next shot is this guy punching a dude in the face. And it's just like you can also punch people. So Save good. those bullets. God, it's so funny. Yeah. Fuck. Oh god. It's it's funny that you say that you're you're burned out on on open world games right now because for me personally, I've been playing a lot of smaller indie games lately, mm. and I think I might be ready for another open world game. Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah. And I think like like I said, I think twenty seventy seven is gonna be a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's just that my reaction to it was just immediately kind of apathetic. I was yeah. just like, oh, and okay. I, I don't think that's an uncommon opinion. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people did feel that way about The Witcher Three. It, like a lot of people love The Witcher Three. It got great really? reviews. Yeah. Okay. Just at yeah. least like the circles I'm in and most things I've heard about The Witcher 3 have been very positive. Mm, okay. People seem to really like that game. Yeah. And and like you said, there are, you know, maybe the storytelling isn't fantastic all the way through, but it has some very standout oh, story definitely. moments. Yeah, I, yeah, I keep yeah. hearing, like, the, the Bloody Baron. Yeah, the Bloody Baron's a, a phenomenal questline. Yeah. Really, really Th- well Things done. like that. And incredibly nuanced and has great characters in the, it. The I, game, I, I love that questline. The game executes on certain things exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Um but I have also heard like similar things to what you're saying, where it was just people looking at it, playing ten hours of it, and going, "This is a very impressive world, mm. and it does some things, you know, so well." But I'm doing the same things over and over again. At least that's well, yeah. Witcher Three's combat really kind of was where it faltered, which was unfortunate. Um, but I mean, it looks like Cyberpunk may fix that. Maybe like maybe by the time it comes out, I'll be more interested in they, it. They brought um, didn't they bring like a Counter Strike developer or or maybe it was a Counter Strike player? I think they brought they they project or CD Project Red. They they're they're a smart studio. I think they're going to bring in people that makes the shooting feel good. And yeah, like what I saw, shooting looked really good, right? And so they even made like boss encounters look like they're pretty entertaining like you have to kind of scan them from afar with a bunch of your abilities and Mm -hmm. you have to shoot certain parts to get them weakened and stuff like that right good twists on the shoot the red glowing part to make them explode but ones that at least felt interesting and in world um that that yeah i'm i'm glad to hear that because yeah it's either it's one of two things it's either shoot the the glowy bit Hmm. or just sit there for an hour and pump damage yeah, into them. That's what I'm worried. I'm really worried they're going to get damage sponges in there, right? I'm really worried that's going to happen, or you're going to get a Borderlands problem where you just have to constantly be looking for new guns that have higher numbers. Yeah, you, right? man. <laughs> so many of my friends like Borderlands too, or, right. or have fun. I think it's a fine game. It. If you're playing with friends, it's fun. It is fun yeah. with friends, yeah. but again, most games are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. For me, it was a slog. Yeah, it's, I, it's pretty rough. I, I, I look back fondly on the fun times had with friends in Borderlands 2, mm-hmm. but the game itself, I don't like very much. 
I never felt like I was progressing in that game, and I didn't care about the story that much. Yeah, you never really start killing enemies faster, because no. the enemies always scale pretty equally with the guns that you're finding. It always right. felt like a grind, yeah. and that never changed. Yeah. And I could... But that's the genre. Like, that's the yeah. hack and slash genre. It's all and, and, some, and some right? people really so. like that, and mm -hmm. that's, that's fine. I it's why I it's why I ended up gravitating towards uh, Path of Exile, which is that uh, uh, Diablo clone, but now it's totally not like Diablo at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, "Oh, the grind gets you towards this incredibly complex endgame that ends up making the game not a grind anymore, right?" Uh, and then it's like, "How not? How much of a not grind can you make the game by optimizing your character for the endgame?" Uh, and then you just sail through maps like this fucking wizard. <laughs> <laughs> it's real fun, uh, but yeah. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Sandy Logan, not excited about Cyberpunk yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm still optimistic. Again, I, I, like full disclosure, I haven't, I, I didn't, I watched like the first 10 minutes of the gameplay reveal, decided mm -hmm. I don't want to watch anymore. And you're like sick tits, I'm excited. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I decided, you know, I want to play it when it comes out, not watch yeah. anymore. Yeah. So maybe if I watched the rest, maybe I would have felt some thing, maybe, maybe I would have also felt like I'm actually really excited for Spider-Man now to say yeah. that like that's an open world game, but it's doing a lot of things that seem really cool. Mm -hmm. Like like that uh the the time of day thing, right? Like not having it um kind of constantly go through it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love the idea that you just go, Hey, I really like it when New York's at sunset and just hang yeah. out there for hours. Mm -hmm. Like I love that. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Right? And they said that once you beat the game, you can pick just what said, time. Yeah, fuck, that's, that's such cool. a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I really dig I think this is this is this goes to a bigger feeling that I've been feeling recently that um, to keep on hammering on this. I, we haven't mentioned him this podcast, so I'll mention him again. This is uh, the, I'm going to talk about Tim Rogers again. Uh, but Tim he did, Rogers. Tim Rogers. It's time for him to be talked about on the beep, podcast. Beep, 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 beep. Tim um, Rogers enters the room yeah, now. Uh, Enter stage left. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he did a really great and very long review of Dragon Quest XI because that came out like yesterday or today. Um, and he loves the Dragon Quest series for a bunch of reasons, but he did a 40-minute review of this game. And he talked about how he loved Dragon Quest because it's a game you just hang out in, right? He's like, it's a game you take a shower and then an hour before bed, you play 30 minutes of Dragon Quest and then you go to bed and you do that every night and you just kind of do stuff in the game. And it's not necessarily like intense at all you just kind of hang out mm -hmm. right and i think i'm gravitating more and more to, towards experiences yeah. that are like that like i love that feeling of just kind of like it's not necessarily immersive but it's just pleasant mm -hmm. you know you just kind of hang out in the world yeah. and that doesn't necessarily mean it's cutesy or it's lovable but it's just kind of well put together and mm -hmm. allows you time to slow down yeah right and so cyberpunk seemed very against that like from the gameplay they showed granted it was a guided demo and they were trying to get to things fast yeah right um but i i don't know it seemed very kind of like driving forward like i, I can't hang out in gta 5 and this gave me a lot of gta 5 yeah. kind of uh vibes um i think it's why i liked red dead redemption the first one as well is because it felt very hangouty and maybe the second one will be as well maybe i just don't like those voiceover guided videos mm. <laughs> there have been a lot of those lately I mean, it's a good aesthetic. They sell well. I know it got me excited for the original Red Dead when they did like the series of five where the female voiceover was saying like, this game's amazing. This game's amazing. This game's amazing. And I was like, yeah, this game's amazing. Uh, Make sure you take care of your horse. <laughs> exactly. Look at these sick ass tits. I can't wait to take care of my horse. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think Spider-Man looks like a great game to hang out in. Mm -hmm. like, especially they've really taken the swinging mechanics to yeah. heart and like, it looks like so much fun to yeah. just swing around. <laughs> I can't play Spider-Man 2 right now, so I, I, I used to do that with Arkham Knight. Just oh, yeah. kind of 
flights. Grapple, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then up, and then yeah, glide, and yeah, then yeah. grapple, uh, and just do that for it hours. It was fun to do that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the most fun thing you can do in that it game. Was, it was a neat movement. The fighting's okay. System. Like, I got bored of it after mm. a while. Actually, the, the thing you mentioned about uh, GTA 4, I felt about Arkham Asylum. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Every that's the only corner of that, Yeah, every corner of that game, I was like, eh, I need to get out of here. And then it would make me go forward. <laughs> it was kind of a scary it, it, the aesthetic was scary mm. the fact that you're in this asylum and then the scarecrow level was really good mm -hmm. and then the game f does a false crash and that was even way better I love that yeah, that yeah. was so good. so good those scarecrow levels were great because yeah. I when I played that game I, I knew that they would be there yeah I, I'd heard about the scarecrow encounters mm. and I was still surprised by every single one yeah because I each one came at a time I wasn't expecting exactly maybe yeah. maybe that's me like not like i don't know like reading the game well mm -hmm. no no, uh, no i had I a think, similar experience i think yeah. what happened in that game was you finish this thing that you're supposed to do and then the screen goes at a dutch angle and then now you're in a scarecrow event. <laughs> yeah i loved it the, that was so good, good. Yeah. the second so i i i roughly remember how each one starts there's like three in total i think and, so and yeah the three is the, the long yeah. and final one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah. you're like walking around his head or something at yeah the end mm -hmm. or something yeah first, first one takes place in the the hospital section mm -hmm. i think is that where yeah, you end when up you, seeing your when you your unzip the body bags yes. yeah you yeah. see the parents and that then. was that was good the second one yeah the second one was very surprising as well because yeah. you literally you just finished an objective everything is very normal yeah and then you suddenly turn a corner and it's an infinite hallway yeah that was like what the fuck and then and then a thunder crashes and then you turn into little bruce wayne yeah 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 <laughs> fuck, i forgot about that yeah oh, and, and then yeah the third so one good. which was there like was it like it was either harley quinn or one of their characters said like some like fucking metal gear ass off like just some line that made no sense and then the game does a hard crash yeah which i later learned i don't know if you guys knew this the hard crash is tailored specifically for the platform that the game is being played on oh really that's so sick. there's an that's xbox so specific error message there's oh, a playstation awesome. uh mm -hmm. specific message and then there's like yeah i was on playstation and i, th so I, I think even even on pc i think it's based on your graphics card right. I, th I think there's different i could yeah. be wrong that's because so i remember the one that said to avoid joker's bullet press the middle stick oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I, I, I could be wrong about this, but yeah. I think there's a different screen for AMD versus NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think Rocksteady realized that, hey, we have the Joker in this game. We can do fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, and they did it very well. And they did it really yeah. well. Yeah. I loved Arkham Asylum. It was such a I think game. Asylum was the best. Yeah, I, I, was, Honestly, I, I was super stoked when I played yeah. through I, I only played Asylum and City. I didn't play Knight. Um, or what was the other one? Origins? The, yeah, the one nobody yeah. liked. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one Rocksteady didn't make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, out of, out of those two, I, I vastly prefer Asylum. <clears throat> yeah. I think that was because that game was really designed as a kind of uh, linear experience, mm -hmm. right? Or like Metroidvania-esque. Like yeah. Like they had yeah. Yeah. things yeah. that you Yeah, you were like going it. back. It was yeah, yeah, very focused. Yeah, it was like light Metroidvania. But it was really good in that. But then when they announced the second one would be open world, I was like, that game won't work in open world. What are they doing? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then right? Arkham Knight is mean, even big in open, bigger open world. Fine. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. It was fine. Like, I, I don't think it didn't work. It just wasn't as good. Yeah. No. I think Arkham City was a decent sized open world. Okay, like, cool. if any game has an open world bigger than that, then it can be hard to wrangle in. Mm -hmm. uh, which is what I think happened with Knight. It's just everything's too far apart. You can put it all on one of the islands of Gotham City mm. and the, just be do that, you know? It's a good yeah. scale. 
I think I'm yeah. just leaning towards more focused experiences. I, yeah. I, I love it when... It sounds way better. I yeah. agree. I like when I can feel the designer's hand, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I know like, oh, wow, this was just really well paced. And I yeah. understand yeah. like mm-hmm. someone worked really hard to get this to feel right. Mm-hmm. Right. And in open world games, it's much harder. It's why Breath of the Wild was such a fucking phenomenal video game was because when I played that, it felt like the designer's hand was everywhere. Right. I, I felt like this massive world was perfectly yeah. hand sculpted for me. Yeah. Uh, to like have this ebb and flow of I yeah. will always discover a thing at this perfect rate that feels natural. Mm-hmm. Except for the uh, shrines. Yeah, I think I'd say the shrines are still great. Really? I think the shrines were phenomenal. Yeah. As like little tit as long as you okay, the problem with okay. I have an overwhelming feeling of meh towards the shrines. Really? Okay. Well I'd say I'd say that You're feeling meh? I'd say that everything <laughs> everything in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild breaks at the 30-hour mark, right? It's like they're phenomenal until the 30-hour mark, and then everything is terrible. Well, not terrible, but meh. I, I yeah. agree with the meh feeling. But that first 30 hours, everything is beautiful. Like, the shrines feel fresh constantly for those first 30 hours until you start hitting yeah. repeats. You, you right? know what? I'll, I'll agree with that. Like, yeah. the shrines were... I enjoyed the shrines a lot more in the early game, and then mm. the more it went on... And, and and it just it left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. Like just the more I played, the more I thought, man, f- fuck, it's another combat shrine. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Or like, I, or like I one puzzle that's so yeah. easy to solve. And Similar with the you go, with the, you finished it. The great beasts. If you wait too long to do them, they just become cakewalks and really boring, right? And like that's they they fucked the scaling balancing completely. But those first thirty hours, and when I think about it, I'm like thirty hours for some of the best video game playing I've had in my life is great i'm like great game good job guys maybe not the best for me but very exceptional i would say yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i i had a note like a surprisingly noteworthy good time playing that game do you think it would have been better if it was a shorter game uh i don't think so like nope. that, I think it was a I, well. I mean, there's probably I mean, the wizards and Nintendo could do something amazing, but um, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. Like, I, you could probably make an argument, but then mm-hmm. that also. Does that go against the open world that they've created? Yeah, so I think I think what the main point that I come back to is that the game feels better because I know I can't explore it all. Right. right? And it feels like the decisions of where I went to go explore in those first 30 hours mm. meant something. Right. Right, because I was like, okay, I decided to go here because this area is going to take 10 hours to explore, mm-hmm. right? And I can't spend that time elsewhere. Right. And so once I do that, I feel like, okay, I got a unique experience out of this. And then, but you can't, replicate that all those times until you get to the point where i no longer made a decision Mm -hmm. right because oh i only have one more quadrant of the map to go i have to go explore that right you lose that sense of discovery you lose that sense of player agency because you you had all these options at the beginning and then the more you play the fewer options you get Mm -hmm. so that's why my logan's hot tip on how to play breath of the wild explore three regions defeat two dungeons go fight ganon quit the game <laughs> like right. i see and that also allows the difficulty to stay at like a pretty good yeah. level through the entirety of it because mm-hmm. if you fight all four guardians before fighting ganon ganon's a fucking cakewalk and yeah. it like ruins the climax of the game but if it's actually a struggle if you fight two guardians first and you don't get all of the crazy powers right then it, it becomes super fun Ganon was uh, very underwhelming yeah super but if you didn't did you fight all four uh great beasts before you went right and you probably went in there with like a really strong sword and found and had like the best armor yeah right and you had 20 hearts (laughs) and so no if you go in there and you've only beaten two two great beasts that game's phenomenal why couldn't they just know why couldn't the game just see that the player has 20 hearts and the best armor and the best sword and be like oh we'll just make ganon 
better. Well, that's that's the thing is is not not making him just a sponge for damage, mm. but like making him better in some other way, like a different form of Ganon. That's that's, that might be too much work. Yeah, it might it's, have been that. Uh, but I was gonna say it, but then you are potentially creating a situation where somebody who. Well, yeah, I don't know. You create you an argument against this is you create a Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion problem where Oblivion would scale all the enemies according to what your your level was, mm-hmm. right? And that would make the game literally impossible for certain playstyles, right? And so the optimal way to play Oblivion is to never level up, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you did this and players found out about it, players will always play optimally, and right. then they'll play the game in a way that is frustrating in other ways just to avoid the upgraded Ganon fight, right? Right. And so there are definitely a way to do the way that you're talking mm-hmm. about well, but it's it's, it's sticky. It's like right, a difficult right, situation. Right. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how you would solve that problem. I'm I'm sure there's there's smart ways that yeah. it's been done. I'm but, sure there's uh, smarter people smarter people than us that can figure that out. <laughs> Hell, this is supposed to be my job. I should be able to figure this out. <laughs> well, you just got, you're just I, getting I'm started. Just gonna, like, started. Also, yeah. like I don't expect any of us to think of something on the spot. Why didn't yeah. I do this? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this I thing think, I've thought about for yeah. two minutes. <laughs> I think like now, <laughs> Not that even. now that I'm talking about it, I think that that idea of like the choice you have at the beginning creates such a phenomenal experience, and because players will just try and wring all of, all of the content out of a video game. It just ends up destroying the game at the end because mm. it thrives on that choice and that pure discovery. Right. And like I remember talking to other people who were playing the game at the time, and you'd say like I went east, and they're like, dude, I went northwest, and they were having completely different experiences yeah. than me, and it felt like we were both inhabiting this massive world and ex- doing exciting and new things. Um, that yeah, after the thirty hour mark, you just start going, oh well, okay. I guess I have to go to that place now because I now have this. I have to explore all the areas. I understand right. what you mean now. Yeah. I. That's kind of how it was with Skyrim mm. when I mm. played that game for the first time. Yeah. It was he, like hearing my friends, my friends' stories about playing that game, like hearing like, oh yeah, this crazy thing that I just discovered. Like, mm. I like walked into this weird quest. Yeah. This dog talked to me in the forest or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. what the yeah. hell? Like, yeah. I'm like, what? And then, and then you play the game and then you have your own strange experiences mm. that mm. just seem to pop up out of nowhere. And then, and then you share your stories. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Cause I think like Skyrim has, it feels easier to just walk away from it. Right, like you just, I've, I never finished the main quest in Skyrim. I barely finished the main quest in Oblivion. I never finished the main quest in Morrowind. Right, all those games I still say are some of my favorite games of all time, and I just fucking walk away from them once I'm done with them. But with Zelda, I feel like no one who's played Zelda that I've talked to has ever not beaten Ganon. Right, they always just go, oh no, well now it's time to just go to the castle and beat it, and it always leaves them with a sour taste in their mouth. They go, yeah, and then I began and it felt terrible because he was really easy and it just kind of ended the game and I couldn't go back and run around. Right, and it was like, I think you could could probably say the same thing about Skyrim though, because I thought Skyrim's the ending of its main quest was a letdown Mm. and was way less interesting than some of the side content in that game. Granted, I think that applies to a lot of Elder Scrolls games. Mm the side content is in a lot of ways more interesting than main quest but i think also in in skyrim you're making your own character so there's like a story being built there yeah and when you finish the game you still feel like you made this thing while in zelda you're playing link like you are link the hero of hyrule right you can get a house okay and that's kind of cool you can get a horse you can get a big horse you can get a weird magic horse right you can get a motorcycle now oh can you oh right. fuck, the DLC. I <laughs> so that's silly. great um <laughs> But, like, you're still Link. You didn't really make a thing, right? You didn't create a character. Instead, you explored a world, right? And I think it did a phenomenal job of you exploring a world. And that exploration was yours. But the moment you explore everything, it's no longer yours, right? Instead, it's, oh, you yeah. just played, you took all the content. I, it's it's right? just not a, yeah. I, 
in any case, it's just not a great way to cap off that self-made, mm-hmm. uh, that that self-perpetuated exploration. Like yeah. you finding all these these cool things, and and you're right, like that's very much yours as a player. One um, okay, you know what would be, a and cool then, thing? then and then you beat Ganon, and you just are like, oh, I guess that was it. You know, it'd be awesome. They make it like Majora's Mask, but they give you sixty days, and you cannot <laughs> reset time. Oh, right. It's just you have a hard fucking time limit on your game. No one would like this. This game would get mm-hmm. so many, so much backlash, and I would love this game even. I would probably say if they put a 60-day time limit on, on Breath of the Wild, and they made it so no creatures respawn because they made them respawn like every five days or something, uh, that game would be the greatest game ever made. I just want to say, <laughs> I just, I just say after after how many episodes with the three of us has it been? Five? Five, yeah. Has it been five? We started more. at 25. Oh yeah. After okay, X right. number of, of of podcasts, I think the audience is slowly starting to get a, a very good idea of of especially your taste in <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs> I'm actually so excited about the idea of Breath of the Wild, but you only have sixty days. Oh my god. god. That's such a good video game idea. Yeah, but it'd be I think very interesting. It fixes all the problems I just talked about. I hope you don't even need to make Ganon scale. I hope I hope that idea <laughs> oh, is is done in some form hmm. it would be very interesting to see what yeah what what interesting even if it was just like a toggle you could put on the menu right like just turn on like countdown I, honestly mode. i just i want a game that i want a game that has fully fledged you know quests and things to do but then has that very hard limit that's like, what Fallout like, 1 was like a, a world that is that has all these things to do but is very ambitious Ambivalent towards yeah, it, to just, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just you have this mu- much time, and we're just we're yeah, here. We're yeah. here. The, yeah. the world is here, and it does not revolve around you. Yeah, and I mean, many games have executed on that idea. Mm. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I want I want to see that. I yeah. want to see. I just, I just want to see like how it unfolds and and what potential like problem like interesting design problems well okay as an example uh the original fallout fallout one released uh in that game you come out of the vault uh and your water chip in your vault has broken and you have uh, i think 100 days to fix it right 100 oh, right. there was days. a time yeah. limit yeah. um so yeah that you have to you have 100 days to complete the first main quest of the game totally doable but immediately like the day of release huge backlash they did like a week one patch where they patched out that thing thing is i didn't have an internet connection when i played that game the first time so i never got that patch so i got that exciting experience of like uh having that countdown uh oh i always i thought the 100 day limit was always in the game nope they patched it out really yeah Yeah. but if you if you saw the 100 day limit means you had an unpatched version of the game i mean the way they patched games then was you had to download it from the interplay site can you still get that original patch i'm pretty certain through like would GOG? I think GOG has it. it. I really? think you can get it off of that. Yeah, I'm not certain though, but like, yeah, the original, the original Fallout had that, and that's why I know no one would like Breath of the Wild if it had a 60 day countdown on it, right? But, but also, I would yeah. love it. I mean, and it would make like resting at inns so much more interesting as a thing. Was was there was there backlash against? Let's. I mean, this is. People um, backlashed also about Majora's Mask. I was I was out. just about yeah. to say, did people yeah. backlash against this? And it's funny because in retrospect, I think a lot of people look at Majora's Mask very fondly, mm-hmm. and, and some people would even say it's what I'm saying. If it has like six day time Zelda. limit, literally the best video game that's ever been released of all time. I, I think it would. I think it would get a lot of <laughs> backlash initially, but then yeah. it. Two years later, people would be like, "Everyone missed out on the best game ever." Released. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think a people a lot of that happens with so many uh, games that 
like it happened with Fallout New Vegas. I, yep. I think New Vegas came out and a lot of people were disappointed by it. And it then, was a buggy mess. It was. It like still really is. Rough. Yeah, but it was <laughs> yes. like way worse when it released. Yes, and and that I'm I'm not you know discrediting those claims. Yes, New Vegas even after those patches is a is a buggy mess in a lot of <laughs> respects. Uh, but you know, in terms of story and player choice and, yeah. and being a role playing game, mm-hmm. it is in many ways superior to Fallout 3. And not yeah. saying that Fallout 3 is a bad game. A lot of people, like I've seen like those clickbait videos, like Fallout 3 is a disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 120 reasons why Fallout 3 sucks. <laughs> yeah, like those, yeah. And it's like, no, Fallout 3 was, I enjoyed my time with Fallout 3. I, I thought agree. it was a good I enjoyed game. Fallout 3. I yeah. just happened to like New Vegas a lot more. Yeah, I think Fallout 3 was a good game in everything except its tone. It totally fucked up its tone. Fallout 3? Yeah, it was way too dark. Um, they made the game. Really? Like, yeah. Compared to Fallout 1 and 2, like, if you, the thing is, I was coming from Fallout 1 and 2, very excited for Fallout 3. What? And then I'd say Fallout 4 nailed the tone a lot better, but Fallout 3, mm. like, I went into a, I went into like an elementary school near the first area, near the vault that you start in. in oh, me too. Yeah. Right. And when you get into there, it's run by bandits or whatever. And you get to the basement and there's like a cell with a bunch of child skeletons in it. Yeah. And then a bunch of notes laying around about how the bandits ate the children. There's nothing funny about that. There's no, the only, and then like the bandits okay. got eaten by rat ants. Right. But that's not, that's still not funny. It's like giant mutated ants then ate these people. It's kind of crazy, but they still ate the children. Right. And there was just yeah. no humor at all in that it is very it's, like, it's very deadpan yeah it's like if you take the fallout yeah. 2 equivalent fallout 2 equivalent is like a bunch of death claws gain the ability to talk but they still all crave human flesh but they all talk in british accents right and it's like that's insane I, okay so i'm not i'm not necessarily disagreeing with you on that mm-hmm. but i will point out two interesting things one is that fallout 3 also had a lot of moments where it was it was dark, but it was also very darkly humorous. There was a lot of like very over the top, just silly shit in Follow Three. I'd agree, but I felt that I felt like there was too many times where they they dropped the humor ball. Like I, in the original Fallout, there were very few moments where they weren't kind of pushing that humor angle as often as possible, right? Um, well, Fallout Three kind of i agree like hell liberty prime is hilarious yeah yeah right that's that's Uh, a good example yeah uh like there are definitely moments of humor in fallout 3 they understood that was a portion of the game or or even like blowing up megaton is is treated in in a pretty i don't know that's also not super well done i'd say i'd say megaton's quest line was like a bit too grim dark for me it's Uh, it's also very deadpan but i find it more humorous than well i mean there's no humor in in the dead baby thing yeah yeah there's no humor in that at all there is humor But yeah, with Megaton, it's almost like, for me, the deadpan nature of that, the way you're just sitting on the balcony of that hotel. Mm. And the big fucking button in the suitcase is pretty Yeah, yeah, and then the the giant mushroom cloud on the horizon, like, the way that's treated, I thought was humorous. And then you go back, and there's that annoying girl who would send you on those fetch quests, like, she's still there, and she's a ghoul there. I think there's humor to be found in that. I found humor in that. Oh yeah, there's, and I'm not saying there isn't humor in a lot of places in that game. I just found, when I was playing through that game, sometimes, I would just kind of get sad. Right, and I was like, yeah. I never got sad playing Fallout One or Two. I agree with you on right? that. And it is so, it is very grim, yeah. and it doesn't help that it has such a bleak art direction. Yeah, yeah, the art direction was pretty rough as well. Uh, yeah. I, I'd say that um, Fallout Four's art direction looks better. It was um, so refreshing yeah. to see the reveal, um, even though I have you know a lot of my own gripes with Fallout Four. Mm. It was so refreshing to see the reveal for that, and, and to see it be so colorful, mm-hmm. and to see. Like the the world building and art direction is still very strong, but mm. it's not this muddy green mess that Fallout yeah, Three yeah, was. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. The other thing I was going to say is that I, I, I didn't play Fallout 1 or 2, but I, I always assumed that those games were very dark as well. They're not as dark as they really? as you think. No, it's it's actually like it's it. No, they're they're pretty light, honestly. Really? Uh, there are some things about it, like you can kill a kid in it, right? And like they allow you to, but then if you do, you immediately get branded as a child killer, and the entire game becomes incredibly hard. Um, but uh, and there's like there's like real prostitution in it and stuff, and and there there are like very dark themes in it, but they're almost always surrounded by just this fucking. Re- ridiculousness would you even say right. it's dark humor or would you say oh it's, it's... absolutely dark humor yeah. there's a lot of dark humor okay right uh like there's a lot of awful things you come across that are then kind of because of ridiculous circumstances which then creates this dark kind of humor uh yeah i, moment, I, was, but, I, I just realized i guess if it if it was more dark or as dark as i had originally anticipated then i guess it'd probably be closer to even i'm reminded of the tone that was set in the game i have no mouth and i must scream it's not that it's not that dark (laughs) man that game is fuck it's not that dark nothing's that dark man boy that shit's so fucking dark maybe maybe one of the darkest because i i i read the short story Mm -hmm. maybe one of the darkest pieces of fiction i've i've very dark consumed very very dark very dark Mm -hmm. so you're saying i should play this game (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, you might really like uh, the it's the, um the I mean, it's a point and click adventure. It's not great, honestly. It's still has so you're saying I shouldn't play this game? <laughs> no, probably not. You said point and click adventure. I'm tuned out. Talk about cynical outlooks on the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll read, read the short the, story. You haven't read the short no, story? You should read it. You'll love it. Um, it's okay. it's it's grim. It's super well written. It's it is very well written. written. I would yeah. say like. I have mixed thoughts about um, who who what was the name of the author again? Uh, he died recently, I think, or can't remember his name. Well, I'll, I'll I must want to look it up because I, I don't want to. Well, okay. It was say the author of that short. The story. the author of I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Like I, I enjoyed the story a lot, despite mm-hmm. how dark it was, because I thought it was you know it was interesting. Um, but I'm not sure how I feel about him as an author because as much as as I enjoyed that story, I I do generally dislike how bleak and cynical his approach to writing mm. and, and mm. fiction is it's 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 a reason that i appreciate shows like black mirror but don't really enjoy watching them mm. is mm. is i almost feel like it's too cynical for me yeah yeah uh, okay all right i'll give it a shot <laughs> maybe i won't i'll, I'll let you know it's next really time. short i'd, I'd recommend it, it's it. a yeah, pretty you short story to, okay yeah to, um but, uh, report back to us uh, next podcast yeah. let us know what you think <laughs> yeah um man um should we go to questions? Probably. Or um, do we have a Sandy asks a question this week? I mean, what? How much? Wait, how long have we been recording? An hour and a half. Yeah, we should probably go straight to questions. Yeah, let's go so? straight to questions. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have a question. Okay, sorry. I have like two questions, but they're not that good. I'll come up with better ones for next time. Okay. So I, I like need to get home at some point. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Although we did start early. Oh yeah, we did start a bit. Uh, but dude, I have to, I have to take all the sky trains home. Man. Yeah, I, you, I, yeah, I'm sorry. All right, <laughs> I gotta get apologies to those who are looking forward to another sandy ask question we'll, yeah. we'll do it next week or the next episode that comes out we'll do it yeah just send me hate mail yeah yeah you can just no yell, don't just yell at me <laughs> <laughs> don't do that um podcast at quizgolpixel.com oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, having said that we do in fact uh have some email emails <laughs> that's the email Ow! good one <laughs> Oh, that, that's some good clipping right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
yeah. Oh, wow. My, my Michael All Jackson right. impression. Thank, thank God for Hard Limiter. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so here we go. We have a single user, user question. Finally crafted message that was Artisanal. sent into us. Our, truly. I our, hope he made it all the artesian. way through this podcast to this point. <laughs> artesian. I'm sure he did. Uh, you, know, you know who you are. You're the man who sent this message. Uh, so here we go. I'm going to read this out. I have only briefly skimmed this message. I have not read it in full. So this is a surprise for me, too. We're all hearing this for the first time. Cool. All right. So, uh, Moloch writes in, says, you ready? Love that name, Moloch. Moloch. Really good. <laughs> this is a friend of ours, we should say. Yeah. We, we know this person. Listen to Moloch. Life. He makes great music. Yes. Listen to his sad beats. Yes. Here, here, <laughs> here we go. But, but, not, but not so sad that it's too cynical. Yeah, it's not, no, it's, no, no. It's sad it's cynical. beats. It's, it's good music. Here we go. Moloch writes in, uh, long time listener, first time caller. The, uh, it's part of the message. Here we way. go. I'm also going to describe how this is formatted. Okay. So. <laughs> is it like an E. Cummings poem? poem full full stop. Okay. Two new lines. Start dream in all caps. <laughs> Last night before listening to your fan man episode, I had a dream that consisted entirely of me trying to fall asleep. It was like a false awakening nightmare. I just tossed and turned for hours, periodically checking a digital alarm clock that I don't even own, dreading going to work in the morning on zero sleep. At one point, and this is where thing this is where it turns truly hellish, I go on my computer and order a vape in all caps <laughs> question marks in brackets. In some dream logic attempt to make myself tired. This does not work, and I finally become frustrated enough to leave my bed and head outside. As I walk around in the early morning and still not a wink of sleep, with with still not a wink of sleep, I find LOGAN, in all caps, sitting on the grass, enjoying a picnic. And picnic (laughs) is spelled pick, P-I-C, dash N-I-K. Okay. He is good-natured, and the whole interaction oh, gives good. off an Alice in Wonderland vibe. Ooh. I tell him about my sleepless night, and he is sympathetic in the way that only Logan can be. It gets hazy from there, but no rest was assured until I finally awake for real, finding myself not nearly as tired as I expected to be. Two new lines, and dream in all caps. I don't even play video games, but your show is awesome. Keep it up. <laughs> Signed, Moloch. Thanks, Moloch. Wow. <laughs> this is the craziest shit ever because I had an incredibly similar dream experience and and Moloch was in it. Really? Yeah, yeah in a similarly <laughs> mundane role. Did you guys have this dream on the same night? And no, have, like, I a, had mine. meeting this, of the minds? Yeah. I had mine last weekend uh, as a fever dream. Like oh. I was super sick. And then like I, I had the same thing. I was tossing and turning, having a dream about not being able to fall asleep. And... And then I woke up and I got up and I went outside, but instead of, uh, instead I walked out and I was suddenly in like a, like a Victorian club or something like some place where like Victorian people would come and they would have tea or something. Right. Or like uh, a masquerade. Yeah. Kind of like that. And Moloch was there, uh, or damn it. Fuck. Moloch. <laughs> put, put Moloch in there. <laughs> Just like, wait, wait, wait. Everyone be quiet. I'm going to do the Moloch that they will then clip and pull, put over what I said. Okay. Moloch. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll put that over his real name. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And I, I, was, I love I was, confusing our listeners. It's great, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it, it was like the exact same experience to him, but I had it like two nights ago and it was awful. I had such a bad time because of it. Um, but geez, that's so strange. Holy crap. Thank you for sending that in, Moloch. Thank you. It's crazy. I wasn't expecting to have such a strange reaction to that. Um, <laughs> that is really interesting. But yeah, wow. What a great dream, actually. That's very good. I'm glad you tried to buy a vape. <laughs> that is terrifying. So that really is. What's coincidental is Logan tried to buy vape juice. Oh shit! You two were meant for each other. Actually, oh, no. I boy. think I think the like the I interacted with the computer, but instead I was interacting with like an Excel spreadsheet. Oh yeah. Yeah, and like I in my dream, me rolling over and roll like depending on which way I rolled, it would interact with the spreadsheet in certain ways. So then in my dream, I couldn't get to sleep because I had to get this spreadsheet figured out by rolling back and forth in certain patterns. Right. It was so weird. I hated it. That's connected oh, to our fidget spinner discussion. <laughs> yeah, for a single yeah. input. On yeah, the, that is funny that you mentioned that. Because the great I, expanded universe of our podcast yeah, is growing. Yeah, yeah. I have had a very similar experience, not with a spreadsheet, but it was like trying to get the correct direction is to traverse some space of some right, kind yeah. very and big rolling like affected back that. and forth yeah, yeah. and to go left or right and i couldn't find the correct pattern such a bizarre thing yeah it sucked it was such a bad sleep those those are the worst absolute worst sleeps yeah. why buy video games when they're in your mind damn mm. anyways I... or like tetris effect or yeah, or like Tetris. Can't wait for that. It's gonna be I've been playing more Tetris lately, and, and I haven't been experiencing the what Tetris What have you been playing it on? The Switch. Puyo Puyo Is Tetris. it on Switch? Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot it's on the The app. only Tetris game on Switch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I did play a fucking new video game this week. I'm an idiot. I played Bad North on the Switch. Uh, Bad North's a game about being Vikings and defending an island. It's great. Uh, oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, one. it's like you just play. It's like FTL, but instead you go from island to island, and it's real time strategy with these little squads of Vikings that you have. And they have this phenomenal way of animating when uh, a boat comes in out of the fog, and you have two dudes standing at the beach where it's going to land. Right before the boat gets the thing, you see all your dudes kind of back up, kind of hesitantly, and then right when it lands, they just charge forward and like murder all the guys on the boat. It's so good. Um, it was yeah, Bad North. Buy it. It's great. Cool. Uh, Shout out to Bad North. Yeah. Man, I forgot it. I did. I totally played an indie fucking game. <laughs> there you go. Logan yeah. played an indie game. Played that an indie that game. wasn't Magic the Gathering. That, that wasn't on his RuneScape. fucking iPhone. <laughs> telephone. <laughs> telephone. Yeah. And it wasn't RuneScape. Such a, such a sadness. <laughs> such, a, such a sadness. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't Tomb of the Mask. Yeah, it wasn't Tomb of the Mask. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Real quick before we go, I, I originally had no. Shit, I'm not ready. I originally uh, went into this podcast with no leftovers, but I just thought of one just now. Oh, ex- excellent. Wait for it. There we oh, are. Man, it's my favorite part of the podcast. Yeah. All right. Uh, bear with me because I have to actually find it now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Last Sandy, start scatting. Sweeter da do da. Da ba do da da. I need to bring up the Steam page. Sweet da 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Wait, is it? Wait, is it not even, wait a minute, is it not even on Steam? What are you looking for? I'm, Stra -do -do -do. Oh, okay. I'm so glad I. I, I okay, I'll just I'll, I'll just say I'll just say what it is, and then I'll I'll list the details after. Okay. So last week we talked about my favorite menu in gaming. Yeah. It's not my favorite. The but, bad one. But it's the one that that Sandy. And <laughs> thanks, Sandy. Yeah, that's what I think of your fucking menu, dude. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, we t last week we talked about amnesia briefly. Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, the amnesia collection, or mm. maybe it's maybe it's not the collection. Maybe it's just the frictionals games are on sale okay. right now. On, oh, cool. On, oh, it's the humble bundle. That's what. That's oh, what. Oh wow. Was. That's why okay, it wasn't cool. on Steam. Yeah. Uh, the sales that's season a, is upon us again. It's a heavy uh, discount. So, uh, as of, uh, ho hopefully this is still, yeah, it says it ends on, on September 13th, so if you're listening to this, the sale is probably still on, check your calendar, um, and if it's before September 13th, then go ahead and you can get Soma for 80% off, Amnesia for 85% off, and Penumbra for 85% off. I assume that's all games in those respective collections, like all the Penumbra games, all the Amnesia games. Yeah. You guys, everyone should buy Soma and then turn on the uh, story mode mode because the non-monster mode. Yeah, because fuck the monsters there. I agree. Yeah. Do you play Soma? Yeah, if, Soma's if you... great. Try not to get it spoiled. If it's already been spoiled for you, then don't play Soma. I mean, it's not really worth it. Yeah, you're probably not missing <laughs> much if it's if it's been spoiled for you. But yeah, uh, yeah if um, you know, if you want to bank some games for for Halloween just coming up. Oh yeah, there's no, there's an option. Um, it's no yeah, if you're July. into scary games, I highly recommend Amnesia and Penumbra, the original ones, or. Yeah, the the Penumbra Black uh, Plague specifically, and the first Amnesia game. I don't really recommend a machine for picks, to be honest. Um, and even if you're not into horror games, check out Soma because it's a it's a fantastic story. Mm -hmm. It's really well told. Very well told story. Um, takes advantage of its medium. Cool. Hopefully. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. This has been episode number thirty of Quizicast. We hope you had a a wonderful time listening. Have a blessed evening or yeah. whatever time it may be for you. Bye. Remember to light that candle. <laughs> <laughs>